The Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula, Monday to Friday, 3 to 5 a.m. I say, I say, Africa must wake up, the sleeping sons of Jacob, for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on The Morning Bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? It's time for our dynasty. We are joined by Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu, who's a doctoral practitioner, research scientist, and director of the independent Madisebo University Research Institute. And this morning, we are talking about African philosophy of truth. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Zulu Matabo Togoza Nikesla. How are you this morning? And we also hope and we also giving greetings to your audience. Now we are talking about truth. Um, yeah, I, I think this is one of the chief cornerstones when it comes to African philosophy, right? Because yes. without truth, then who are we? Yes. So talk, exactly. to, talk to us, where do we start in this conversation since it's so vast? Marcos, so basically, uh, we can just ask a simple question and say, what is truth? So, uh, so for example, it's interesting that uh, if you look at the word niti in Sutu, there is ni, and ni comes from the word na. And na basically means a spirit. You see? And then even in Kliniso, there is na there. In fact, na and nya refer to the same spirit. Like, for example, nama in Susutu, nyama in Nguni. So you see, nya and na are basically referring to the same thing. So uh, basically, then it means that. Truth is something, at least in African philosophy, that has the spirit of truth. And and na is a spirit of, of sustenance, you know, like like you know, when when um when the mother is gonna breastfeed the child, but there's always the na there. So it is the spirit of sustenance. So they are really saying that truth is connected to sustenance. Because uh, if there is no truth, that also means there is no sustenance there. So that's very critical stuff. And then so uh, there is a word that uh, is used in Sutu language called ngariting. So ngariting, basically, uh, if I was to translate it, uh, it would be something like, it is like the case, the case that it is the case. So there are three cases of of what is called truth. So another word that we could use is a word called metaphysics. So metaphysics is basically a scientific study of reality to say what is real. And maybe to help uh, people, you know, um, uh, kind of uh, in, in visualize this, uh, let's make a very trivial example of, let's say you're driving a car and then the police officer you know, stops you and says, turn on the lights. And this is during the day. So you turn on the lights and you see some light, maybe green or blue on the dashboard showing that the light is on. 
And then the police officer asks and says, is the light on? You say, yes, the light is on. Then the police officer says, well, uh, come out of the car uh, because I have to give you a ticket. Then you say, how can you give me a ticket? Because I've just turned my lights on. He said, no, come out. And then he, he goes to the front of the car and then the lights are not on, even though the switch is on. So the difference between the police officer and the driver is that the driver is arguing based on knowledge. He knows that when he presses a certain switch, there's going to be light. And then the police officer is arguing based on reality to say there is no light in the light. So you see now, truth also has to be something that has got reality in it. Mm. So it can't just be knowledge because the driver is using knowledge. Knowledge is not necessarily truth, you see. And, and we see that in a lot of cases, uh, somebody might say, for example, um, you know, God exists, right? And for another person, God does not exist. And so, so you see, that's a kind of truth that's based more on knowledge. But the truth that's based on reality will always be true. For example, if I say, I show you a tree, I say, this is a tree. You will look at the tree and say, yes, this is a tree. And you don't need me to convince you about the tree because you can see the tree, you can independently confirm the existence of the tree. But that would not be the case with knowledge because I may not have access to that knowledge and you may have that knowledge. So basically, those are the principles of truth. Marcos. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to dissect a bit uh, further on uh, truth uh, being connected to sustenance, reality, and the knowledge. We are joined in, telephonically by Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu, who is helping us understand the African philosophy of truth. I say, Africa must wake up, the sleeping sons of Jacob, for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? Well, uh, we continue with our conversation with Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu, who is a, a, a doctoral practitioner. But uh, today he's helping us understand the African philosophy of truth what truth is now the part that was very interesting in the analogy that you gave us earlier uh, doctor is that of knowledge right yeah knowledge is not always translating into palpable uh, or tangible and physical sustenance you can have the yeah. knowledge of the fact that um, you have switched on the light but the bulb is not on physically. Yes. So yes. why is knowledge on its own or how can it be dangerous? Yeah. How? How can it be dangerous for us as Africans who want to be emancipated, who want to be free? Marcos, so knowledge for it to be useful, it has to be based on reality and and to to understand that so in Sutu language knowledge is called sibo and in in zulu loazi so now if you analyze those words sibo so there's c and then there's both c basically means sensing something that gives you a sensor experience like for example tsebe which is an ear 
and the ear is a sensory organ. And then Bo basically describes the metaphysical state of plurality. So they are saying that in order to know, you must know something that is based on reality. That is true knowledge. And it's the same in Zulu, uh, Loazi. So Loa uh, describes the extent or the boundary of something. And then uh, Z describes the water. You see that? So water is something that gives you a sensory experience. You cannot put your hand in water or your feet in water and you don't feel that sensation. And that is the reality. And that's why they are drawing a parallel. They're drawing, you know, uh, analogy between water and knowledge just to make the point that knowledge has to be based on reality. Now, we people of African descent who have been subjected to uh, the ECC, Euro-Christian colonialism, and the DAC, divide and conquer, we have been miseducated about the truth. That's why this topic of truth is so important, right? Because uh, the people who are colonial conquerors or people who are colonial descendants, they are socialized at a young age to deny the truth of those who have been colonized, right? To miseducate them, to confuse them. For example, to, to give them things like, uh, uh, you know, the images of a white God, for example, right? So that they are disconnected from themselves. So uh, it, it becomes very critical then for us as part of emancipation to pursue the truth. And the concept of truth is, is very powerful. We see it even at a geopolitical level. When you listen to, um, for example, Western media, they always say America is the superpower, is a great country. And they will say a country like, for example, Russia, you know, is a, is a weak country and stuff like that. But, and the metric they use is they use the GDP, basically the number of goods and services produced per year. So the American GDP is quite huge. It's around, what, 20, 24, 25 billion, sorry, not billion, trillion, 25 trillion dollars per year. That's quite a lot. Compare that to Russia, which is 1.5 trillion. So you see, the, the GDP of Russia is actually less than 5% of US uh, GDP. But what about if I was to say to you that actually Russia is a technological superpower to, to America? And, and, and I would use the metric like to say, what is the engineering output? How many engineers does each country produce per year? So America produces 240,000 engineers per year. That's quite a lot. That's a quarter million. Compare that to South Africa. South Africa produces 1,500 engineers per year. And it is said that more than half of those engineers don't even practice as engineers. So we are technologically behind here in South Africa. We are not really making progress. Okay, it's fine. Now, Russia, how many engineers do they produce per year? They produce more than 500,000. That's, that's more than twice the number of engineers. 
and and it is the engineering that is responsible for development of the country things like water food security medicine you know aviation transportation infrastructure and all those things you see that and then you have a new uh, rival superpower on the planet today china how many engineers do they produce per year china produces 1.5 million engineers a year so there is no way that uh, america will remain a superpower because their foundation is is weak already so but but this these are the, this is the, something about the truth the reality to say mm. what they say is the knowledge they give us but but what is the reality on the ground is what determines the trajectory of the country uh, going forward so it's quite interesting that with a small gdp a, a country like a Russia, Russia is a technology, technological uh, superpower. You know, you can even see in terms of technology they produce. We know if you go back in history, uh, for example, uh, America is the first country to invent nuclear technology. And then Russia did a catch up. And today, as we speak, the, the, the nuclear superpower today of technology is Russia. It's bigger than 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 U.S. And then followed, of course, US is number two, and then number three is gonna be China. So that's why if you look at China, they're putting a lot of investment in the engineering output because they know that's what determines the future. The GDP is not really the, the, the only determinant of economic progress. So that's the part about reality, my quotes. So in other words, uh, we still have a long way as Africa um, and the diaspora to go in order for us to up our GDP because of uh, the sort of knowledge and reality yes. that we are faced with. Doctor, can we, can we wrap up our conversation? I know there's so much to speak about around African philosophy and truth. Mm. Uh, it's just that our time has been far spent. Thank you so very much for joining us. Tell us how our listeners can be in uh, touch with you. Yes. So uh, basically, uh, they can uh, visit my blog. It's called zulumatabo.com, www.zulumatabo.com. And then uh, and they can also reach me by email, zulumatabo at yahoo.ca. And we are, and, and basically, uh, tomorrow we are offering new classes at Madisebo University Research Institute. We are based in Santen. And uh, we are teaching African philosophy, African science, African mathematics, African cosmology, the, the great stuff, the good stuff. We are looking forward to more discussions with you, Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu.